It's DTS 180. We learned a little bit about Saint 14. The dawning arrives this week, and we come into blah, 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 blah. You're listening to Destiny The Show. Welcome to Destiny The Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I am BBK Dragoon. I am joined as always by my good friend Diddy. How you doing, man? Winter has finally arrived down here in North Texas. Has it's, it? Uh, it's, 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 it was rainy yesterday, not snowy, and uh, it's, it's still about 50 degrees, but wind chill... Whenever I walk to work, I, it makes me wear my warm coat and a hat, so I feel it. It feels like November should have, but, you know, we're getting there. Yeah, it'll arrive. Now, I have to tell you a little bit about how I'm feeling, Diddy, and if you don't mind, let me just take a moment here. All I have all blue <laughs> Christmas without SRL All I have Christmas without SRL. No SRL with the dotting ditty. <laughs> I'm gonna have a blue Christmas. Oh man, it's gonna sit in your garage, or unless Gaul destroyed your garage when he attacked the tower. Oh, he probably did. Year. That's where all the cool sparrows went. Yeah, exactly. That's why <laughs> we don't have SRL. Gaul just destroyed all the tracks and all the SRL sparrows <sighs> and gear. So, Amanda uh, must be devastated. Yeah, that was her baby. I mean, she had to be moved up to fix her own ship in the campaign, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, now she's got a backlog of all these SRL sparrows to recreate. So, that's right. Amanda's got a busy year ahead of her. Bring me back my bling. Bring me back <laughs> my bling. All right. So, this week, the Donna goes live this Tuesday. We'll talk about what it brings to the table the Saint 14 mission that was discovered this week in Curse of Osiris. And I think there's just a couple of other small bits and news pieces sprinkled throughout, like Three of Coins apparently not doing. What it's supposed to do, we'll talk about Masterworks, and then we'll talk about the craziness that is the legend himself, Three Manning Argos. All that more after the news. Bumper, bumper, bumper. News! Diddy, what did you think about the Saint-14 mission that was found about this week? I thought it was, it was interesting because last week on DTS, we just talked about how the secret missions or the the unknown paths that you could take to finish a certain mission were were really cool and then this pops up right it was kind of like perfect timing yeah because we didn't really expect this to happen and saint 14 is such an iconic destiny character if you're just introduced uh, to saint 14 in destiny 2 you won't know uh, how legendary this character was in destiny 1 obviously the the titan helmet but there was a lot of lore behind saint 14 as a character as well uh, in tandem with Osiris, and did not do it justice, just like the Osiris story arc. Uh, the Curse of Osiris did not do Saint-14 justice, in, in my opinion. He's a really cool character, and I like the uh, process that you had to go to get there, basically. You know, if you have those lost prophecies that Vance gives you where you collect the different materials that you need and then ultimately get a weapon for it. The particular mm-hmm. prophecy, I think, is called Another Verse, and you go through its quest steps to finally complete the mission, not even the darkness. You're in future Mercury. I, I would disagree slightly, Diddy, that 
I want yeah okay I wanted more he is a really really epic <laughs> character but at the same time I don't think they've destroyed his sort of ethos or legend in laying him yeah. to rest in this way if you know what I mean whereas Osiris to me like I feel like this expansion lessened my respect for Osiris yeah I, I guess that's true I guess I can agree with that statement also just by the way the shotgun you get mm -hmm. is amazing. It's beautiful. Right? It's, it's a high rate of fire shotgun, just like my favorite shotgun and, or heavy weapon in general is Hawthorne's field forged shotgun. Yeah. and Or field tested, whichever one it is. Hawthorne's shotgun. And it's that same archetype, but it has just a little bit better stats and perks. It has Rampage on it as well. And it's that shotgun is fantastic. I love it. Perfect paradox with the flavor text reading. A tale that's different from the rest. The thread unfurls against the clocks. The one the speaker loved the best must have a perfect paradox. Oh, the feels. That's the kind of good stuff I missed from D1, dude. He had so many great little things hidden within the grimoire. So I'm just glad I'm glad that there was something like that in Curse of Osiris. That added a little positive tick to my box of overall kind of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the dawning, man. Showing up this Tuesday and it lasts for how long? December 19th through January 5th. So you got a couple weeks of the dawning event, not Three. just uh, the one week. Yeah. Three weeks in total. What are we getting with the dawning, Diddy? What's coming? What's changing? Well, first of all, we're getting the best thing that we've ever had in Destiny, and that's uh, snowball fights in the tower oh, yeah. and the farm. They made. Oh. Let's be honest. How many times have you gone to the farm since you completed the Destiny 2 campaign? Probably very few. <laughs> it's probably in the single digits <laughs> well in the strike right you can do that as well uh, we're also getting ice hockey which is the same as uh, soccer so i guess that's why we're going back to the farm so you can do ice hockey and uh mayhem mayhem crucible it's back i'm most excited about that well okay wait this is a historic moment diddy they have actually made a change to something PvE for an event. When you throw the snowball at enemies in strikes, you stun them and deal big damage. This is a historic day. We have asked for a PvE-style event for a long time. <laughs> it doesn't fulfill at all, but there is something that actually is going to change in PvE. That's true, right? <laughs> this, this change, or addition, I should say, is, is really interesting because... What tier of enemy does the stun not work at? Is it like yeah. boss tier or is it ultra or is it like if you see a fallen captain there, right? And I throw the snowball at him and just a, just a regular red bar captain, right? Mm -hmm. Stuns him. Is it going to break his shield, right? Because it says it deals big damage. And what elemental type does it do? We don't know. There's we'll a lot of questions. Week. And then mayhem for anybody who didn't play Destiny 1. It's basically like a super fast recharge rate pvp playlist so all of yeah, your abilities like get your are super back in really quickly 15 seconds mm -hmm. yeah. tons of heavy ammo drops it's a really really fun playlist i'm glad it's coming back it used to be that we'd have our weekly rotational playlist in mm -hmm. the regular crucible director in destiny one and mayhem would come up pretty often and for me it was a great way to blow off some steam and probably the closest to an action sack style game type that destiny's ever had i'll still stick to my uh my stance, Diddy, I think playlist selection needs to return to Destiny 2, and mm -hmm. we need Rumble back in there ASAP. 
Yeah, because if I want to play Crucible, right, I, it's, I want to play Clash. Like, I don't want to play Control. I don't want to play Salvage or, I guess, not Salvage. What's Supremacy? That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally different game types. Wow, good job. Um, but, you know, it's not there. And they don't say how long, if, if Mayhem's going to stick around after the dawning. They don't say that yet. They just they say it's, it's here for the dawning, and that's it, right? We don't know if it's going to go away or if it's going to stay. Hopefully it stays, but... Since it's with the event, I wouldn't. I would say it's probably going to go away. Yeah. So let's talk about um, some of the new rewards that you're going to be able to get. I'm not saying earn. I'm saying get. So the dawning brings <laughs> with it lots of goodies. Most notably is the dawning armor set, which Diddy, I think this may be the best looking armor in the game yet. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, well, in Destiny Two. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll agree with that. Okay. Uh, you know the Age of Tri- Triumph sets were really great, but the Dawning gear, even last year in Destiny One, looked fantastic. This is no different. This is great. Yeah, and so during the three-week event, they will have weekly milestones that you can complete to get one free engram on each character once per week. So let's say you have three characters, Diddy, and you do the milestone on each of those characters. That's a max of three Dawning engrams each week. And if you do it for all three weeks, that's nine dawning engrams. If you're just a person with one character, if you do as many as possible, that means three dawning engrams at the end of the event. And here's the kind of catch. Obviously, armor sets are five pieces for each of the classes. And there's going to be other items mixed into those dawning, you know, engrams. It's not going to be a 100% drop chance for the stuff that you want. So what they're doing is you are going to be able to buy all of the donning items throughout the course of the event with bright dust. Uh, you know how the Eververse inventory rotates each week. If you buy the piece that you want each week with the bright dust, you can actually get the full set that way. Now, this mm. strikes a balance with me of A, I'm happy that you can buy the items outright with bright dust, but B... There's no way to actually really earn the full set without buying it, you know, unless you get really, really great luck. And we just had 200 items released, 100 of which are in Eververse. So it's just another microtransaction fueled event when I guarantee you most people don't even have half the stuff in Eververse. It's just Mm -hmm. more Eververse, dude. Yeah, and... I'll agree. It is it is annoying to see more Eververse items come into the picture, and the limitation on donning engrams per week is, per character is surprising to me. Um, but again, I I guess I do like the option to buy it with bright dust, and I just wish that we could earn donning engrams at the same rate that we could maybe do the illuminated or bright engrams for Eververse. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I guess I guess the the excuse or whatever reason they they could provide is well, as you play the game and you earn bright engrams, you could dismantle the stuff you don't have for the bright dust, and then you can buy the gear that you want. Um, I don't know. It's I guess too many loopholes to work towards or earn the dawning gear, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna quote from an article on Forbes from Paul Tassi, an author that we both really enjoy, and he says here. Imagine instead an event where a few items were in Eververse, but the vast majority, including these beautiful armor sets, dropped in the wild. 
In a time when interest in Destiny 2 appears to be waning for many, it would give players a reason to log in and grind Crucible or Strikes or the Raid and land these armor pieces as actual drops rather than randomized loot box rewards only accessible through the store. On the surface, that might look like leaving money on the table, but Bungie still has a ways to go to earn back the goodwill of players with recent decisions, and it's not like, I don't know, there aren't a hundred other Curse of Osiris items still in <laughs> loot boxes that were released just two weeks ago that I'm sure almost no one has fully collected yet. A gesture like this, allowing loot to be loot, would go a long way toward re-engaging the player base, an event almost entirely centered on Eververse spending does not, end quote. So let's hit on what we see as the good and the bad of the donning. I think the good, armor is the best looking in the game, in my opinion, right now. Throwing snowballs and strikes sounds fun, and that actually is something PvE-related, which previously everything's just been a PvP event minus Age of Triumph, and Mayhem Crucible will be an absolute blast. I'm kind of sad that there's no SRL coming back. In fact, that's probably, like, my biggest disappointment, and those SRL sparrows last year were incredibly they looked cool. awesome yeah. yeah and there was a there was a bunch of them too it wasn't just one or two it was yeah. you know a few <laughs> you <could laughs> actually get like even with the the, the iron gallimhorn or whatever i mean that was obviously pre-order for rise of iron but that was a very unique and interesting looking sparrow mm-hmm. that's right and that trailer for it too was even better and the horn dude the <laughs> horn was the best part <laughs> oh man bungie you want to earn your fans back i had this idea with diddy this week Make Tess the final boss of your next raid. <laughs> we take her down and we banish the evils of Eververse for good. Boom. And that's no, how you the do thing. the update. In addition to that, since it's a Warmind-themed expansion, uh, and Warminds are supposed to help us, right? Yeah. The the raid or the story mission is helping the Warmind hack the Eververse online store or the the database right yeah, yeah. and it makes all the gear free oh my um, gosh it, it, it drops it down to zero. Ten uh, out of ten genius this is their plan all along <laughs> it actually is though like if you wanted to do like a giant sweeping title update for destiny and totally overall how eververse is doing it and you build a lore oh man your fans would go nuts and it's just a giant version of tess <laughs> hey goldian over here anyway <laughs> i will say on the dawning stuff, it's it's an since there's no SRL, right? This event is not going to be as grandiose, I'll say, as opposed to previous years. And something that you know, a suggestion that I would have to Bungie if they wanted to make this type of event improve it, right? You know, you're adding in the ice hockey, right? Same as soccer. And in, in terms of the loot being locked behind the dawning engrams, right? On the note that we want more things to earn, what if you had a match-made ice hockey playlist, like yeah. selectable through the Crucible or whatever, have Shaxx yeah. commentate it, very similar oh. to Overwatch's Lucio Ball? That's just a really fun, no, like a total nonsense game mode, right? Yeah. And you have four-on-four four or two-on-two two guardians playing ice hockey on the farm, but it's match-made. And you earn dawning loot through that, right? It's a great that, idea. I mean, you're earning the event-specific gear with an event-specific game mode that's around for a limited time. And you're, I have no reason to go to the farm during the dawning unless I want to play ice hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's no reason for me to go to the farm. It's probably going to be, you know, festivized up and reskinned and have Christmas lights or, excuse me, dawning 
uh, ornaments and decorations around, but I, I don't care, right? I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not going to play ice hockey unless I'm teaming up with some people who Bored. bring me into it, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, that's just an idea that you know, it would be, it would be really fun. Just a, a super nonsense fun game mode, and you can earn the event gear through that. I think that would be really fun. In good news, Christopher Barrett, dude, has been tweeting out this week talking about wanting to see more streamlined mods coming into the game in a future update, winky face, and also <laughs> replying, I think, to Cathalion saying, I would love to see Masterworks Armor 2 coming into the game with a winky nice. face. So, Christopher Barrett, I have hope in you, sir. I look forward to 2018. Work your magic. Please save the game. Three of <laughs> coins, did he back in the game again? And this, you cannot make this up. Apparently, it's not working. How hilarious is this, dude? Like, I, I'm not mad whatsoever. I just think it's it's irony at its finest. When I saw this article, I thought I was reading The Onion. Yeah. Like, that satire news piece. <laughs> but nope, this is real. Yep. What did Three of Coins do, Diddy, in Destiny 1 for the new players? Whenever you defeated an ultra boss, a yellow bar... Uh, it had an increased chance to drop an exotic engram or yeah yep. and it after you defeated that boss it consumed the three of coins in destiny 2 similar concept is still a consumable but it increases the chance for exotic drops over the next few hours yeah and there's no stacking mechanic there was all sorts right. of crazy nonsense with how three of coins could work back in the day yeah. and uh that's no longer the case but it's just funny because I, I, yeah, it's hilarious that it's not working as intended. But let's talk about Masterworks. That came out this week, as well as a few other quality of life changes. I actually was pleasantly surprised. The drop rates were quite a bit lower than what I thought. And that actually gives them sort of a sense of uh, rarity, sort of a sense of accomplishment when you get one of them, you know? Yeah, and... I'll be honest, right? In the last couple shows, I've been not excited about Masterworks. I mean... I'm still not super excited about it, but I'm like, okay, these are actually a nice addition, in my opinion. I I really like that, the rarity, like you said, because I just thought, oh, everyone's going to have all their masterwork weapons, and it's going to be pointless to have anything else besides a masterwork, right? But there, it makes it special, right? It makes it, uh, you know, something to work towards so you can get that extra edge in whatever playlist or whatever you're playing, right? Yeah. Also, the orb generation. The orb generation surprised me. Yes. Because I know we knew about, you know, or generating orbs for you and your teammates. Uh, for some reason, that didn't click with me. And I, I didn't realize you can pick up your orbs as well. And in PvE, you have your super all the time now, which is awesome. Because it improves that power fantasy, like you mentioned uh, earlier before the show. Having your super more often is a good thing right and this masterwork improvement really really helps yeah it was a subtle way i feel like there's probably some internal strife with some of the developers going no recharge rates are just fine and others <laughs> going no we want to feel a little bit more powerful like we did in d1 so putting that feature into the masterworks weapons is just cool and like you said there is a sense of pride when you have a carrot dangling at the end of the stick that you finally get keep saying in year one of destiny one i played from february until freaking what was it late august 
every single nightfall on all three of my characters trying to get a Gallarhorn. And I finally got it the week before Zura sold it. And it was incredibly rewarding, dude. There were really silly things like that, rewards to chase on the end of a stick, even though D1 wasn't perfect, that had a sense of pride to it. Like in an investment looter shooter, you're like, yes, I got that super rare drop. I am very excited. Masterworks, you're not going to like take 100 years to get all of your gear masterworked <laughs> out, but it is a really cool step in the right direction. I don't think the perk alteration, I guess stats, I should say, the stat alterations really mm-hmm. impact gameplay very much, but it is a step towards more, as Christopher Bear put it, streamlined mods paired with masterworks that could create some really cool, unique combinations. So, Yeah, and it's another way to optimize your loadout as well and yeah. not just say oh, a hand cannon would be better here. It's like, okay, well, maybe if you use this with this masterwork perk, it would be better, right? And then, uh, just on the point, it's it's not to say that getting a masterwork weapon is the same as getting your first Gallowhorn drop. Yeah, it's SC1, not. Good, right? good it's, clarification. It's obviously not the same level, right? Yes. It's, it's more of like, okay, now I can do this. And it, it just kind of, you know, brings you up a bump in terms of that gameplay experience. Yeah, small carrot to chase. Good clarification yep. there before the angry tweet came in. God, I'm so much better <laughs> than my plus 10 handling better devils, bro. I'm like, yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> this week at Bungie is the final TWAB of 2017. Bungie will be still around, but they're not going to be putting out a formal this week at Bungie. We might see a blog post here or there, but they're out until the end of the dawning, which is January 5th. This is pretty normal for Bungie. They usually head out at the end of the year to spend time with their family, Christmas break, that kind of stuff. And I would say the temperature of the community right now (laughs) makes this a little bit more dicey, but I'm not going to – I have no opinion or anything to put in here. I know at the end of the year for our business, the last week, a lot of people are out of town traveling, doing that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. whatever. Spend time with your family. Enjoy your family, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's – I mean, yeah, they're still going to be active on social media, right? So if there's something breaking or game-breaking that's live, obviously they're still working, right? They're not taking from today till January 5th off. There are still people working on the game, still people maintaining the live environment. So if something just totally destroys everything in Destiny 2, like, oh, my God, uh, a new Prometheus Lens bug that makes it 0.1 seconds kill time in Crucible, then they'll probably address it. All righty then. Did you last week you had said you wanted to talk about the raid layer, and some news came out about the raid layer you want to cover this week as well. So why don't we wrap up the show with some thoughts on that? Yeah. So obviously we want to congratulate the world's first uh, raid layer completion, and it was rather unique, right? It wasn't a stream. Well, it, they were streaming, but it wasn't like a popular streamers team that completed it. Yeah. It was actually. I want to read the names here. It's Tryhard Joe, Bran, Mike E, Edward C4, Meow Light, and Sprockets24. Congratulations to you guys for defeating Argos for the first time, or first, rather. (laughs) Uh, And they were an LFG team. The night before Argos went live, they LFG'd it, and first time playing through it together as a team, total randoms defeated the raid layer first world's first lfg team i think that's just absolutely amazing that's the coolest world first raid story ever you're just like hey you it is play yeah 
and in the TWAB, they they provide the Twitch clip where the team learns that they're world first. And it's just so humbling, right? They're so excited because obviously it's not, you know, Gathalian, Broman, uh, the Legend of Self clan, not them. It's just an LFG team. And we respect all those guys. We, we enjoy and respect those guys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just really nice to see an LFG team, you know, succeeding, right? So mm-hmm. um, also on the Argos, uh, the Legend himself, the clan, of course, uh, has three manned Argos <laughs> in true uh, ultimate endgame PvE god fashion. They have done it. Uh, the video is on their YouTube channel, so uh, definitely shout-outs to them for for just totally destroying every single Destiny boss ever. That is so amazing, man. And it's, what, been two weeks since the release? Yep. <laughs> That's cool. That is really, really cool. <laughs> That LFG thing, man, that is inspiring. So for people who have had those horrible LFG runs, remember, you might find that kind of a team out there one day. You might find the world's first team, your world's first team, right? (laughs) I guarantee you those guys are all on each other's friends list at this point right now. Like, they are definitely going for the world first on the second DLC together. Yep, absolutely, for the next raid layer. I mean, that would be awesome if they could maintain their title, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, has anyone maintained their title for world's first, like, back to back i only I started paying attention to it back during king's fall to be honest with you yeah i don't i don't think so someone correct me please because i i mean i don't think it's happened you know yep. um but I, I will say on this on the raid layer what we didn't get to last week uh, just a really quick point i said it's what strikes should be uh in that obviously raid layer one boss fight much shorter than a raid but the way it was structured, right? It requires that critical thinking, and it's not just—it's um, not a slug. It, it, it's what, what's the word? It's not a grind to you know finally defeat everything, right? Yeah. I, I use the comparison um, here, and I wrote it down. It's more like an Axis fight from Wrath of the Machine and Destiny One, uh, as opposed to an Oryx fight, hmm. right? Uh, hmm. The Axis fight, you know, it was, it was two phased. Um, it was challenging, required a lot of coordination, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, the Oryx fight did as well, but um, it just, it, it seems like a better boss fight, in my opinion, than, than uh, you know, the Callus fight, for example. It's Yeah. It just, it required that more coordination. It, it was more mechanic heavy, and it was... It was a challenge, right? Everyone has their own role. You have a role. You have to do it. Otherwise, you're probably not going to succeed in that fight. With Callus, you know, you could carry that fight pretty easily in, in comparison, I think. Mm-hmm. As long as the network didn't uh, didn't pwn you when you got <laughs> teleported. That's my most exciting thing yes. about this is because it's less reliant on network stability. Whereas we've had mm-hmm. so many wipes on Callus just because we've had like a UK player with us or, you know, <laughs> just somebody with a little bit higher ping and the, and the network did the most wonky of things. Especially the first weekend you're doing the raids when their servers are under pressure. The craziest glitches we've ever seen came from our first weekend of Callus, dude. Ridiculous things like couldn't respawn because somebody had equipped a certain piece of armor that was bugged, mm-hmm. right? Like. <laughs> Yeah, that nuts. was that was really strange. But yeah, and it, it is definitely frustrating if if you can't beat the boss fight because of something you can't control. Right? Yeah, it, be, mm-hmm. because the network stability is not where it needs to be. But this fight, you know, it's better. <laughs> okay. Well, with that said, DTS 180 comes to a close. 181. I think that's the last show of 2017, isn't it, Diddy? 
Might be. Anyway, we're going to be focusing on the dawning, our reception, what we think of it. And if any news comes out this week, we'll cover that. But next week's show will probably be a little bit short, simply because, you know, Christmas is Monday. And then when the show comes out, it'll probably be the day after. So spend some time with your families. Enjoy the holidays. I hope you all have a really good conclusion to 2017. Thanks for listening to DTS. Diddy and I love you. And where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, DTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. All the links and more from t- today at DestinyTheShow.com. You can follow us on Twitter at DestinyTheShow. You can follow me at BBKDragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. We'll talk with you next time.